Hello, LA. Welcome to Quizotron. I'm your host, Rebecca Watson. Please join me in welcoming tonight's special guests, Bonnie Burton, Hal Lublin, Jess Phoenix, James Urbaniak, Jennifer Ouellette, and Joseph Scrimshaw. Holy shit, they came out right in order. Look at that. Bunch of professionals here. So, uh, for those who are new here, here's what happens. Uh, over the course of several rounds, is everything all right down there? Oh, they're on the left. You all right? Oh, I was just mumbling, which is, which is my button, the one on the left or the right? Uh, I think it's left, right? Left. 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 Whichever left. one works. All right. So, we're all good. Okay, good. Wait, Thank left, you. All right. Left. As you were. Left. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Okay, all right. As you were. So as you can see in front of each of my panelists, they do have a shiny red button that they can hit at any time except for right now because it is not currently on. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, that pause for podcast. The podcast audience is like, what yeah. happened? There was an Instagram no moment. Sorry. <laughs> Influencer. <laughs> Uh, they can buzz in at any point once I actually begin the show. Oh. Bonnie, you just keep doing whatever sorry, you're doing. Sorry. This is yeah. this is great. This, this is, is yeah. everything's great. Sorry, millennial problem, but I'm like twice millennial. I'm going to ask questions mostly related to science and critical thinking, and uh, my contestants can buzz in and they will receive points if they are correct or if they amuse me. They will lose points if they're incorrect or if they displease me in any manner. <laughs> Am I already minus 50? You're minus 100 already. Uh, Whoever has the most points by the end of the show will be declared the winner and will be allowed to wear the Quizzitron belt for up to 10 minutes. Wow. Here it is. Uh, So let's (laughs) dive right in. As is tradition, our first round is get to know the contestants. Mm. Oh, boy. And uh, because this is uh, the holiday season, this round is themed. Uh, this is Secret Santa edition. Um, I have with me Santa Claus's actual list of what each of you is getting for Christmas. And I'm going to name a gift, and you will tell me which panelist mm. is receiving said gift. Ooh. So... Buzzers at the ready. Yeah. Number one. Squirrel Girl Under Ruse for Boys. Hal Lublin. Joseph. Absolutely correct. (laughs) That's what I'm wearing right now. (laughs) Oh, it's for girls, not boys. I don't give this. Squirrels are for everyone. (laughs) All the under things. Gender fluid squirrels. Yeah, so if I just seem a little antsy, you know why. (laughs) Well, I'd say you feel a little squirrely, but... Uh, (laughs) I was going to say that, but I was afraid you'd deduct points from me. I mean, you do have to be careful. I'm feeling very fickle tonight. Fine line. So. I'm just going to point out slope. that we've already gotten to the nuts this evening. So yeah. We've gone straight to nuts. Yeah. Straight to yeah. Nuts. yeah. It's gotten a little rocky. Oh. <laughs> Reference to Rocky uh, Square. Can I buzz in? Yeah, just please. Show. James, uh, could you buzz in real quick? Just hit your buzzer there. Wait. Oh, Joseph, Joseph already buzzed in for you, so I'm just going to take oh, okay. points away from him. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> 
<laughs> it's okay. My squirrel underwear will keep me happy and upbeat. <laughs> How do you feel about I, So I know, Joseph, I know that you love underoos and I know that you love squirrels. How do you feel about squirrel girl underoos? Do they even exist? I don't know. I don't know if they exist. I really, really hope that they do. I think they should. My favorite thing about underoos that I did not remember when I was a child and then they came back. The underoos, uh, and the underoos company started following me because I think they wanted me to be an influencer. Anyway, uh, the packaging of underoos features the actual fictional character and then a thought bubble, and then inside the thought bubble are the actual underoos. So the package is like Skeletor sitting around going, what if there was fucking underwear of me? <laughs> it just makes the whole thing so I mean, beautiful. it could be worse. Skeletor could be envisioning a young boy in underwear with his face on it, and that's a whole other marketing snafu. That's I true. agree with you that that is worse. Yes. <laughs> in conclusion. Joseph, in addition to being an underoos influencer of choice, uh, what do you do with yourself these days? Uh, I'm a writer and a comedian and a podcaster. I've been writing on a show for Adult Swim called Tigtone. It is a super weird fantasy comedy show. Uh, Go watch Adult Swim, and then it's almost always advertised uh, by DiGiorno's. So then go have a frozen pizza. (laughs) Confirm every stereotype about Adult Swim. Get high, watch TikTok, and eat some frozen pizza, and you will be set. Enjoying doing that very much. Uh, I have a podcast called Obsessed uh, that almost all of these human beings have been on, and the ones who haven't, I will be asking soon. Uh, and then I have a podcast about Star Wars called Force Center. Yes. Joseph Scrimshaw, everyone. Yay! Thank you so much for being here. Okay, gift number two. Henry Cavill as the Witcher soaking in a bathtub while knitting a sweater. Bonnie Burton. Is it me? It is you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I will say, I I interviewed Henry last, no, this week? Last week. He smells delightful. What does he smell like? He smells like my wants and desires. (laughs) He smells like a hit Netflix show, and he smells like he's been around horses a lot, but in a sexy way. Oh, all right. Not in a sexual way. Sexy way. There's a difference. I'm staying at the, uh, apropos of that, I'm, I'm staying at the Hotel Indigo downtown LA, mm. and when I walked into the room, I turned to my friend and said, it smells, smells like a sexy man in here. Yeah. <laughs> like, it smells like, like, you know, there's just a smell that men, sexy men have that I feel like I'm supposed to acknowledge. I mean, sexy he's man playing smell. a character, if you're familiar with Witcher, he's playing a character that probably doesn't bathe a lot, hangs out with horses and kills monsters and get blood on him a lot. When he does bathe, it's a sexy hot tub, but you don't know what that plumbing's like back then. Right. Or future. I don't know. It's like one of those... Mis- Is it maybe the future? I don't know. It's it's an alternative universe where there's still like people who kill monsters and they get covered in blood and hang out in salt baths. Love it. What else are you into, Bonnie? <laughs> <laughs> uh, into or, or working on anything that might resonate with the audience oh god (laughs) wow where do i start i'm gonna take a taxidermy class now um yeah so i'm a writer comedian uh someone desperately trying to pay rent in la uh but no that's basically i'm right for cnet full-time doing entertainment and science so i feel like i'm well suited for this this is, yeah, we are at your intersection. But I also have attention deficit disorder that I don't take Adderall. I just drink a lot. So I don't know yeah. if that actually helps my concentration, but I feel like I'm good at bullshitting. So I think it's, I, I'll be all right. I think I'll be all right. I always, whenever I plan a Quizzitron, I always seat the person that I think is going to be the most trouble right next to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like the kid in detention that's right at the beginning because you don't know if they're doing poppers or sharpening a knife. Yeah. 
Yeah. And that was junior. No, that was elementary. Which no way. Which are you doing Catholic right school. now? <laughs> I have no knives. Poppers are a little too retro. I don't have any more Adderall, but I am do I am doing wine and Coke, which I feel like if I mix it, it's like a San Francisco cocktail. As a person who lives in San Francisco, I'm slightly insulted somehow, but I don't know why. I mean, I've had, I did have something that was like at a fancy bar called the Olympic. Do you remember that on Hate Nashville? Yeah. It's the one place that meth heads can't hang out at. And there's like really expensive wine, but then they'll mix in like uh, bitters and some goat blood. And then they're like, there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then then a portal opens and you step through it. Yeah. This whole adventure. It's like a delightful hallucinogen, but it's not ayahuasca where you throw up. You just get bitter and take an Instagram selfie. Bonnie Burton, everyone. (laughs) Gift number three from Santa. A subscription to a a streaming service that only plays Burt Mustin films. James Urbaniak. James Urbaniak. Absolutely correct. (laughs) Thank you. That was a good one. Right. It was a deep cut, right? So as Rebecca knows, I'm obsessed with actors and Burt Mustin. (laughs) Tell us about Burt Mustin. Burt Mustin is a funny-looking old man character actor guy from the 60s and 70s. Uh, he was on an episode of the Brady Bunch where he played a creepy-looking old guy. Anyway, if you if, if you were if you're a Gen Xer, you can Google his name and you'll go, oh yeah, that guy. I've seen him on TV. And if you're younger, you'll be like, ew. <laughs> Why did I see that creepy old guy? But I do love actors uh, of uh, especially obscure ones. So thank. And I did do. A, I think I did at least two Burt Mustin related tweets in the last year, which is what you're referring. That's to. yeah. I did a deep dive into your tweets, <laughs> and I was like, I need to come up with a question. I need to get that perfect actor or director, and that's what I went with. And it's a perfect. And it's a funny name too. Yeah, it really is, Burt. Yeah, Burt Mustin. Yeah, uh, James, do you feel like? <laughs> Your career trajectory is based on... Burt Mustin's? <laughs> Not specifically, but in general, character actors that you love to see. Wait, my career trajectory is parallel to the character actors that I like? Is that what you're saying? Or just just the idea of, like, I love to see you pop up in a thing. Like, I will stand up in a theater and go, it's James oh, Maniac! Yes. You know, Or at like, home, mostly. I, I, I feel like that's, uh, I feel like you do a really good job of, like, picking these fun roles that are qu- quite meaty. Oh, thank you. Well, usually it's just taking what's offered. <laughs> there's, there's not a lot of picking involved. Oh, okay. All right. But, uh, yes. Uh, yeah, I'm a popper-upper. I enjoy popping up. <laughs> well, that's good because Bonnie brought some yeah. poppers. Yeah. So. Oh, I feel like, I feel like poppers go. is the yeah. theme. Also, I loved you in Difficult People. I just wanted to oh, speak out a little you. bit. Because yes. you're amazing Difficult in that. People. So, yeah. Watch it. was a Hulu show. Yeah. Some applause. <laughs> it's still on Hulu. Watch it. It's really good. It ran three seasons. It's a great show. Julie Klausner created it. That's amazing. James actually helped me hook up with my current boyfriend uh, because... Uh, <laughs> We, yeah, we were, uh, I was trying to impress him, uh, and, you know, when we had first started dating, and he mentioned he really loved difficult people, and I said, I I oh, love guy. it too, and I, I know that guy, and he said, um, do you think he just makes up those names for Julie, like, when, you know, or is that scripted, and I said, let me ask him. Yeah. And we were literally 
literally, we were like in a, an Uber at the time, I remember, like going to a bar, and I texted James, and James happened to text back immediately. Wow. Was and I he, in the same city, or that I was just working? No, uh, yeah. you were like in LA or something, yeah. probably, and we were in San Francisco. I'm glad that worked out. It was beautiful, <laughs> because I was like, he says it was scripted. <laughs> yeah, they were, yeah. And he was like, that was really cool, and I'm like, I know. <laughs> And you guys are still together. We're still together. Ah, uh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. 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 Thank you, Burt Mustin, <laughs> for inspiring me uh, to become an actor. James, what, so in addition to your, uh, your awesome character actor roles, what else are you doing these days? Uh, just lots of various TV things and uh, some films. And then the, the most exciting thing personally is I had a podcast called Getting On with James Rubaniak, which was scripted radio plays, basically. You can and, applaud that. It's fine. Yeah, I heard... well, scripted, scripted, you know, yeah. the scripted thing, like thrilling adventure and all that. Why don't I look at yeah. you? Yeah. You. <laughs> Someone uh, here. Look at me. Look at uh, me. Or uh, Nightville. But uh, yeah, and then I'm, I'm kind of, <laughs> I was dormant for a while, and now my writing partner and I, Bree Williams, are starting it up again. So we're going to awesome. bring it back. So it's going to be a new season. And our flagship uh, episode is a sort of feature-length audio movie called I Will Never Lie to You, which is uh, a sort of uh, road story set in 1976, the Bicentennial. Nice. That's with, awesome. Uh, uh, I'll just, with Hal Lublin. Uh, yeah. True. Oh. Is in it. And, Heard uh, of him. And uh, Andy Daly plays Jimmy Carter, the president of the United <laughs> States. Uh, that's all I'll say. That's your teaser. But that, that early 2020. That'll be on the line. Excellent. Sweet. James Urbanik, everyone. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. <laughs> okay, Christmas present number four. Uh, this present is a Chateau Cheval Blanc 1943 with the solution to Fermat's last theorem printed on the label. Jennifer Willette. I, I don't know if it's me, but I want it. It is you. <laughs> <laughs> you get it. That's a fancy gift. Yeah. Wow, a, thank you. You're a fancy lady. <laughs> I, you're one of the fanciest ladies I know. Seriously? Yeah, your Instagram is all like traveling around the world drinking amazing wine and eating delicious food. That really only happened after I got married, but because before that, I was a little Bulgarian. <laughs> Did you say Bulgarian or Vulgarian? Vulgarian. Okay. From Bulgaria. Right. <laughs> Bulgarian is the most elegant way to say that, though. <laughs> it's true. I, I have to look it up. <laughs> That's how Bulgarian I am. They have, great bro- they have great brothels there. I love that country. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I was I was thinking like what is central to Jennifer and you are actually uh someone who's a mile wide and <laughs> and a mile deep too. You have a, a load of fun interests. I'm eclectic is what she's trying to say. <laughs> yeah. In the best possible way. Yes, exactly. What are you up to these days? Um well I'm currently a staff writer at a site called Ars Technica, um where I cover You've heard um, of it fans out there. Uh, I cover science and culture, which is great, because not only do I get to do where they intersect, but I get to review films and TV shows as long as they're sufficiently geeky and nerdy. Mm-hmm. So, like, um, so, like, fun show. The thing I, I most loved about writing this past week was the acoustic analysis of burps on Rick and Morty. <laughs> <laughs> it's an actual paper. It was yeah. great. <laughs> that was a that was a good article. Oh, thank you. Because <laughs> I feel like I'm your bad sister version of because I do the same thing for CNET, but you're like a lot more classy, and I write about <laughs> cows that are fitted with VR goggles. <laughs> oh, 
I, that was I also love that good. piece, though. That was great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, we've got a mutual appreciation Yay. society here. Yay. I mean, why not put VR goggles on cats? I know. They're not doing anything. They're probably great gamers. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer Willett, everyone. Yay. All right. Present number five. Uh a cherry red Visco QC100 concentric cylinder viscometer. Joseph Scrimshaw. Jess. Absolutely correct. <laughs> <laughs> Jess, did you even know you were getting that for Christmas? No, but anything to do with the viscosity is welcome. Okay. Uh, All right. So I did yes. fix the right thing. Yeah. And the funny thing is, no matter how much education you have, you did not ex- escape the Valvoline motor oil commercials uh, mm-hmm. that we all saw ad nauseum. Mm-hmm. And that is the only reason I can remember what viscosity is because <laughs> it prevents viscosity and thermal breakdown. And so I'll be like on an active volcano looking at a lava flow going, is it viscous or not? Viscous or not? Okay, okay, it's viscous because it's not falling very well. Oh my God, thermal breakdown. So. <laughs> that's how I feel Valvoline, at a wine that's tasting. What it needs. Yeah. <laughs> Valvoline, always. Yeah. Jess, what would what would you do with a concentric cylinder viscometer? Stick it in stuff. I mean, okay. I mean, I was kind of <laughs> everything. Everything in my work is vaguely sexual, and it is like I'll say, "Oh yes, that looks like a phreatomagmatic eruption," and people go, "Oh, <laughs> is Tell it me. catching?" And I'm like, "It could be." Um, but yeah, it's, I, I just stick it in stuff. That's all you have to say, or it's hit things with it. I mean, that's really what it boils Still down to. Still sexy. Yeah. 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 Science is sexy. Violent people. and sexy. Real yeah. quick though, Chess, at this point, uh, you know, assuming no one knows about you going into this, they're still very confused. <laughs> Stick it in stuff on volcanoes? There you go. There you go. Volcano Vulgarian. Yes. Very, very much so. I lava you turns dirty very quickly. (laughs) So you are a volcanologist. Yes, and... Also, Vulcan, Yay. with a U, I uh, am doing all right, all right. Live Long and Prosper, for those of you playing along at home. Thank you yeah. for yeah. explaining um, But no, yes, I did get that a lot, uh, which was, you study Spock? And I'm like, well, I can, but also volcanoes. Mm-hmm. You yeah. can study dad ass, am I right? Uh-huh. You well, had a good a, ass. Yeah, you got No it. one you wants to. to say it, but I will. See, and I just, <laughs> I just heard you say data ass, and now I'm thinking of Brett Spiner. <laughs> Which that, is also yeah. good ass. He also had yep. data ass. He's related to Spock, too, That's in a true. way. They know each other. They know cool. stuff. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> and, uh, Jess, I, I, it would be remiss of me to not mention that one of the reasons why I uh, first heard of you was because you were one of the many women that were running for Congress. And it was very exciting. <laughs> To see, like, a smart, scientific woman running for Congress. That's also why I didn't win. Uh, If you're not willing to lie, cheat, and steal, good luck. Uh, So, as you all have seen through the last several years, politics is dirtier than you think. And I... I just have this problem being a scientist where I like to eliminate uncertainty to arrive at something approaching truth. And I put that in air quotes because who knows what is real truth, right? But we try to get to something certain. And you can't really do that in politics because it's basically who can you bullshit more? (laughs) So are you – have you given up on the politics game or is that a possibility in the future? Well – Funny you should ask because today my husband's like, I think you should run for president in 2028. And I'm like (laughs) – the hell you say? And he's like, no, 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 really. It would be great. We're going to need someone to save us from the mess. And I'm like, 
Well, I am good at emergencies. <laughs> um, so I don't know. I mean, you can ask my husband. He's, it's, this is going to be on him if anything ever happens again. All right. We will. Jess Phoenix, everyone. Yay! That was a you heard it here first moment. Yeah. It was. Yeah, that you're, was an you're, exclusive you're that we just got. She's running for president. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. That's Carlos. already all over Twitter. You know that. <laughs> Probably. Someone from Politico was here, right? <laughs> yeah? No. All right, final question of this round. Is it me? Uh, Joseph Scrimshaw has buzzed in. This is the only time I'm going to be good at math or science, (laughs) knowing that there's only one person left, so it has to be Hal. Unfortunately, that's not the answer I was looking for. Uh, Because the actual question is, our final contestant, Hal Luplin, is getting, for Christmas... A full-size Millennium Falcon. But instead of having Chewbacca as his co-pilot, what large furry alien will he get? Hal Lublin. Alf. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever you have written and said Alf is wrong. No, fuck that. I want Alf. I'm sorry. That's not correct. That's not what I was looking for. I can't wait to argue for my uh, Bonnie. Is is it Danny DeVito? No. Also also not what I'm looking for. No. Does anyone else have any guesses? Oh, you, here. There you go. You can buzz in again. Is it Chewbacca's dad? <laughs> Did you say Chewbacca's dad? Yeah. What's it's his name? Itchy. Oh, oh his name is Itchy. Point. That's not what I was looking for, but you did get his name right, so I'm giving yeah. you your points good, back. Good Star Wars holiday special yeah. like, shout-out. His wife, Nala. No, I'm it's Nala. 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 Oh, that's right. Nala's from and the And the Lincoln. son? Is lumpy. Thank you. Uh, Rebecca, if I say Itchy's full name, will you give me points? What? Yes. It's Itachitcock, which is just offensive to say out loud, you, but it's true. Can you buzz in again and say it again? Itachitcock. <laughs> I gotta give you those Thank points. You. Oh, I gotta give you those points. Oh, but but what language is that in? The Wookiee language. Which is called? Uh, Shirok. Thank you. Oh, buzz in again. Yeah, I'm giving that to you. I'm giving it to you. Holy shit. I only want to bring that up because sometimes people call it Wookiees. That's wrong. That is wrong. It's Shirok. It's wrong and it's racist. Offensive. Offensive. Yeah, yeah, it's bigoted. When do we get to the questions about viscosity? (laughs) I just Uh, Okay, I don't know. I mean, I actually learned the name of the Wookiee language like a couple days ago because I made a joke about something you could say during sex and also Star Wars. Oh, right. And I said, whatever Chewbacca screams. And then I got like a flood of people saying it's, you know, this and this and they were giving me a breakdown. Jess, if you can do your best Chewbacca scream right now into the microphone, I'm going to give you points. I can only do this because I was just watching a Star Wars movie the other day. So here we go. See, that sounds like a dying whale, doesn't it? I don't know. That's my best. That I, was fucking pathetic. Here's, yes. No, no, no. Here's yeah. the thing. Maybe it's I feel injured. like I feel like since I worked at Lucasfilm for ten years, yeah. I can tell you that even though it's not canon in the movies, there is some porn versions of Star Wars where that is dead on for the orgasm of a Wookiee. Wow. I feel strangely wow. validated. How? Can how I can in? I try a Wookiee? Can you do a Wookiee? Can I, can do I my, try is the question. If you can do a Wookiee, I'm giving you those points. Can I do my impression of Lumpy annoying his grandfather at the beginning of the holiday special? Yeah. <laughs> is that him singing jingle bells? <laughs> It's Life Day, James. They don't sing Jingle Bells. All right, here we go. I'm not That's saying racist, this is good. James. And I'm not that into Star Wars, by yeah. the way. Oh, oh. That, was, that was 
pretty good. All right, buzz in. I'm going to give you those points, points, James. Buzz in. Yeah, to buzz in. Yeah, there you go. All right. Uh, No, I was looking for Gritty. Gritty was, Gritty's your (laughs) co-pilot. Yeah, I'll take that. (laughs) I would be his co-pilot. That's true. Hal, because you are also a Philadelphia child, as am I. So. Two I Philadelphians to, at a table. Yeah, together. I just wanted to shout that out. As is out. the United Thank States, you. if you think about it. That's you know yeah, that's historically correct. speaking, you are correct. We're <laughs> yeah. all Philadelphia children. That's right. But some of us have fallen further from grace than others. That's true. Some of us can still say water. <laughs> <laughs> water eggs. Uh, hell, in addition to being a Star Wars fan and yes. a child of Philadelphia, yes. Tell the audience about yourself. I'm about six foot. <laughs> Weight shrinking. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I do that. voice work and podcasting. I have three podcasts I host or co-host and uh, two that I perform on. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. two performing Would are... you like to name any of sure. those? <laughs> can anybody here name no. all five? <laughs> no, nobody can. Uh, Joseph. Ahead. We got this. Yep, that's one. Tights and Fights. That's two. Oh, that's good. Uh, thrilling Adventure Hour. Yep. Uh, behind the Night Vale. God damn it, the Convert Night Vale. Let's talk about Night Vale. Hey, <laughs> wake up with Night Vale. It's Hal talking about Night Vale. Behind the scenes with Night Vale. It's Night Vale time with Hal Lublin. I don't remember the name of that one. Good morning, Night Vale. God, I was oh, close. Oh, I was right. close. Oh, oh what's the I, fifth? Oh, oh. It couldn't yeah. possibly be... Welcome to Nightmare. <laughs> Welcome to Nightmare. God damn. So, yeah, well, uh, we got this. We just released our 250th episode yesterday. Oh, yeah. congratulations. 250 episodes, yeah. All right. How everyone. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's me. Thank you. So that's our cast. Uh, we're finally ready to start the show. <laughs> the end. We're done. <laughs> So tonight's rounds, in addition to get to know the contestants, we've got uh, cats and dogs, we've got scats and dog whistles, and we've got the war on Christmas. <laughs> so, oh my God, I thought you were joking on that tweet. Now I know these are real things. No, those are 100% the names of the rounds. I'm glad I did all those Google searches on scat. Great. Because <laughs> that's going to be really appropriate to one question <laughs> that is coming up very soon. Because we are going to start with round two, scats and dog whistles. And also other science <laughs> that I couldn't fit into other rounds because I'm lazy. <laughs> Question number one. People are less likely to donate money to universities that have what kind of mascot? How? Racist. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely correct. Well done, Hal Lublin. Thank you. Um, Specifically, I was looking for insulting Native American stereotypes. Uh, But those are the most common racist stereotypes in the U.S. Um, This research was primarily conducted at University of Illinois, who had a racist chief mascot up until 2007. Um, A survey of about 200 students found that the less racist they were, the less they felt they belonged on campus. (laughs) And a follow-up study of about 900 people found that unless they were super racist, people were less likely to donate money to colleges with a Native American stereotype as a mascot. So it's either has to be less racist or just the most racist? Yeah, like they could go after that target audience of extremely racist people, but 
for the most part, if you go with the racist mascot, you're losing yeah. money. Like Ku Klux Klan University is not getting a lot. No, no. But we're, we're the not... fighting those people. Those people. <laughs> Give us all your money. Yeah. You know who we're talking you about. Know. You don't like them. No. <laughs> yeah. That's sad. Yeah. Okay. So. Question number two. Oh. A small study recently published in the New England Journal of Medicine found that what type of research can actually shrink scientists' brains? How? Racist. <laughs> no, that only gets you so far, Hal. I'm sorry. Goodness. Bonnie. Is it shrinking laser science? <laughs> so you're thinking like they're actually Actual trying shrinking to... shrinking of the brains makes them shrink their brains as they're studying shrinking brains, and it's just a... Circle of injustice. I already deducted your point. I thought I could win no. a few points. No, okay. James. Uh, Internet-related studies. Great, great try, but not what I'm looking for. <laughs> Jess. Is it close? No, not All even. Right. No. <laughs> I, I'll say this. If we were doing like a hotter or colder thing, I would say that you are ice cold. All right. Oh, well, that's a step in the right direction. So thank you. No. No. <laughs> Jess. Jeez, you gave me too much information. Now mm-hmm. my guess is even worse. Uh, it was going to be t- watching television studies. but I'm yeah. so sorry. Yeah. Also, extremely cold. Mm. There's a cold. Joseph. Yeah. Talking to other humans in person. Um, I'm going to say you're warmer, Ooh. but wrong. Oh. Uh, and I'm going to clear the board because all of you have gotten this wrong so far. Can you repeat part. the question? Yeah. Uh, a small study recently published in the New England Journal of Medicine found that what type of oh. research can shrink scientists' brains? Oh. Should we go to the audience? Can audience you, can, knows. Could you also repeat the answer? <laughs> <laughs> audience, what do you think it is? Climate change? No. Oh. Good, good, good question. Wait, wait. Good answer. I like that you were you were thinking of the hint though, and I like that. That was good. Yeah, that was better than everyone on this panel. So I already forgot the question again. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just gonna tell you. um, Lonely expeditions to Antarctica (laughs) can literally shrink your brain. Yeah, researchers gave MRIs to eight scientists and one cook. Uh, before they spent 14 months in Antarctica at the Newmeyer 3 research station. Oh. And then they gave them MRIs again when they came home, and they found that one area of their hippocampus had actually shrunk by 7%. That's not the only thing that's shrunk in cold weather. <laughs> Sorry. Do I get one point? One point. Sex joke. One point. Buzz in. Tell me what shrunk. Their testicles in their penis. <laughs> But not the vulva, because us ladies can do it in any kind of weather. Wow. Yeah. For those for those bizarre feminist notes, you get 100 points. Yes. <laughs> yeah, women doing it for themselves in Antarctica. Or with themselves. <laughs> or with themselves. We don't need any frozen guys. So they be- <laughs> is, that the, is that what Frozen 2 is about? Yeah. Oh, I haven't seen it Subtitle, yet. we don't need no frozen guys. We don't need no frozen guys. Yeah. James? Can I do a brief improv where we each have one line, where I am the scientist and Hal Lublin is the cook going to Antarctica? Oh, yes! And we each have to have one line. I'll start. Absolutely. And do I have your permission, Hal? Yes, right. of course. Well, Lumpy, here we are in Antarctica. I'll be doing research and you'll be cooking. What do you think? Boop, boop, boop. 
There you go. And then and then it just shows up and it's like. And then he masturbates to Diane Carroll. I just want to point out, sidebar, Lumpy's actually a guy, a human. He just, he's way in that character. It's cold. He's shivering. Yeah. Great. That's awesome. The only possible vocalization in Antarctica is that noise. (laughs) Whatever that is. I can't wait. Never heard a Wookiee's penis get smaller, but thank you, Hal, for that. Can't wait for the Disney Plus series. (laughs) (laughs) Hal's going to be the new baby Yoda. Everybody's going to be It's going to be all about that lumpy with the tiny dick. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Question number three. Why did researchers at Penn State University repeatedly drop human poop onto and through a trap door? <laughs> How? <laughs> Make it good. <laughs> Make it as amusing to everyone else as it clearly is to yourself. <laughs> Make it sexual. I just like imagining it because... Um, I don't have it is, and it is exactly oh. what you're imagining. Oh, just to be clear, because they're rebooting Double Dare, but with shit as contestants. <laughs> oh. Not what I'm looking for, but I'm giving you the points. Uh, no, uh. so yeah, it's literally like imagine a trap door, okay? And they've rested a, a <laughs> okay. giant hunk of actual human poop on it, uh-huh. and then they open up the trap door and they watch as it slides off the trap door and flops to the bottom. <laughs> Why are they doing that, Jess? Viscosity. Yay! Yes. That's, that's what I got. You know what? Yes. You're close, and so I'm giving you the point. You are actually quite close. That's weird. Uh, Glad they, I went into volcanoes. Also, I think I've been to that club in the 90s where they did that. Isn't that a German yeah. film yeah. Uh, thing? Yeah. yeah. Okay. There was glow sticks and some craft work playing. <laughs> yeah. They were developing a nonstick coating for toilets. Um, and this is this is actually important with these, a capital I. No, these people probably make more money than I do. I'm Absolutely just saying. Absolutely they did. Um so this was about reducing the total amount of water used when flushing a toilet, which did recently come up. Our United States president did just bring 10 this to 15 up. times, Rebecca. Yeah. 10 James, to 15 can times. I do a two-line improv <laughs> with Hal Lublin, where I am a scientist at Penn State and you are my assistant? Yeah. Right. Yes. Well, Lumpy, we're going to test this new nonstick toilet surface, but we need excrement, human excrement. Where do we get it? Wow. Scene. (laughs) Why do I feel like this is Paul Rudd and Mac and me all over again? You have to speak uh, the Wookiee language to get the Uh, punchlines in these. Yeah, okay. Uh, I also have a little scientific cultural thing to add about wasting water in toilets. Okay. The reason that Japanese toilets, if you go to Japan and you use a Japanese toilet or you know someone in Hollywood that just has one for fun, is that they use sound effects and music on toilets so women will stop just repeatedly flushing to override the sound of farting and explosive diarrhea. So they have music. They also have scents. You can push that lavender button a lot. Have I been doing explosive diarrhea wrong this entire time? (laughs) 
I was supposed to be flushing through that. Well, if you're embarrassed by the noise, it's a courtesy flush. If you're in a public venue and you're in a women's restroom that has many toilets and you don't want everyone to know that maybe you, you know, did too many poppers and it's making (laughs) some explosiveness happen. You can play music. It's classical music. It's not Toto. Can I ask a question, a follow-up question? Is it... Is it like the same classical song so that by the time you actually go to like yeah. see a classical music performance, yeah. you're like, oh, it's the shitting song. Yeah, you will, you will crap yourself when Chopin comes on. <laughs> Schubert's not the only one having a movement in here. Oh! oh. Wow. Yeah, no, that got you. No, that I actually once uh, live tweeted a woman talking about her drug deal uh, while she was taking a giant <laughs> shit next to me at a Barnes and Noble in Palmdale. Wow! So I live tweeted it because I was like, I don't usually use my phone in the bathroom, but I cannot let this go unmemorialized. And she was seriously just like talking about the guy who screwed her over and how she was going to go get a gram, and I was just like. We're at a Barnes and Noble, ma'am. Yeah. Like, but I, I just, rec- I just, you know, she's I just, just happy to be pooping again. Like, <laughs> yeah, that, that's probably true. Yeah. Please tell me that conversation was ended with, oh, "I gotta go." Margaret Atwood's about to come out and sign. Oh, that's how I <laughs> like use. That's excited. a euphemism for diarrhea. Was <laughs> Margaret Atwood about to sign? No, I mean oh, she's oh, gonna oh. go see Margaret oh, Atwood. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Mine is, mine is. There's a new pinchon dropping. <laughs> Mine is Scorsese has some Marvel comments. <laughs> Too soon? Sorry. Oh, a stream of handmaidens is period shits. Yes! <laughs> yeah. Oh, too soon. Yeah, I went there. I yeah. never defecate, so I don't know. <laughs> it's the underoos. <laughs> you, you've always had your shit together. Oh, oh come on! But um, lots of sustained wordplay up here. I'm impressed. I can't keep all my jokes for my colonic. Oh. What? That is an LA thing. Are we not in LA? <laughs> anyway, sadly we anyway, are. Anyway, I thought colonic was like speed dating. Go ahead, next question. <laughs> did 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 what? No one wants to know more about the shit. You're oh, all. Oh, was you're, there more? No, you're all just like yes. Yeah, scientists drop. I, no, I got a, I got a question. Okay. So if they're testing uh, how the shit will move down a toilet, why are they dropping it down the trap door? Well, because it's it's more efficient because then they can keep reusing it. Oh. Did they put a little Indiana Jones fedora? Didn't on you the see ship? our president explain that there's a water pressure cu- uh, crisis in this country? I did, and they would have to flush it 15 times. It's actually you. not even about this country. It's for developing countries to uh, save water. So it's actually quite a a capital S serious capital I issue. Got it. And I just want to throw in the geologist note, which is, do you all know that fossilized shit is actually a scientific thing we study? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, right, good. Right, I yeah. figure this is a pretty erudite crowd, but, you know, you have to check. And No, we've it's, all it's bought good. coprolite at yes. a random souvenir shop in Wisconsin on our way through. Oh, yeah. These so. are my people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I'm still waiting for the real world to just be in sewers with fatbergs, so that's my, like, wish for all reality shows. We have had uh, fatberg questions on yeah. Quizotron in and I'm not, I'm not fat shaming that Fatberg is a thing. No, no, no. Yeah, Fatberg okay. is literally a, a it's a, a collection of fat that ends up in the sewers because uh, the world is um, horrible. Disgusting. <laughs> We're all disgusting people. And yeah, uh, fat builds up in our sewers and clogs it and then um, yeah, things blow up. And then it trains four turtles in the ways of the martial arts. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's real science. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Sensei Fatberg. That's turtle ninja science. Yeah. Yeah. Question number four, why are weird-shaped public parks better than rectangular public parks? 
Why are weird shaped public parks better, scientifically <laughs> speaking, than rectangular? Oh, Joseph. Uh, because I, our brains naturally sense the different be, difference between the organized realities that we try to create around us versus the truth that we are ultimately flowing organic beings. In order to feel closer to nature, you want the illusion that you are in a flowing organic space. It's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I still think it was beautiful. <laughs> wrong. <laughs> totally wrong. Not even close. Like, mm. you didn't even come close. Not even close, eh? Are you trying so hard? <laughs> push your button, Hal. Push it, push it, push it. Push it real good. Push it, push it. Is it not working? Oh, do you want to oh. use mine? Wait, there you go. Try again. Oh, okay. Use mine. Oh, is it just straight up? Oh, oh no, there you go. Forceful. You just didn't know use how your the button force. Use the force. Use the force. You got you to gotta smash that like button. What was the question again? I got caught up <laughs> pressing the button. All right. Wait, hold on. I got one. Oh. Oh. Why are irregular parks? <laughs> Why are irregular parks better than rectangular parks? Sometimes they're shaped like wieners. <laughs> Honestly, I can't argue with that, but it's not what I'm looking for. Bonnie, is it about illegal prostitution? Well, all prostitution is illegal, but is it about legal sex hookups and drug deals and maybe kidnapping? Can you expand <laughs> upon that? Like, what would make that better? Uh, well, if you can see, you can see all the way down a rectangular park, so you can see mischief and shenanigans. But when it's all hexagon and weird shapes and stuff, there's lots of secret corners for blowjobs, handies, some pop popper dealing, some drugs happenings, some kidnapping children off of the playground. Could be a domestic thing. Doesn't need necessarily a Ted Bundy situation. But anyway, it could be lots of different crimes. And you're saying that's better? Criming. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, it depends on your perspective. Well, it depends if you're the criminal, right? Exactly. You didn't specify if it's law-abiding people. That's true. It could be That's criminally true. insane scientists would care about I'm that. I'm just going to stop you there and say you're wrong. Uh, weird-shaped public parks decrease the mortality of the people who live near them. That was close. Not at all. <laughs> in no way was that close. In no universe was that close. Oh, damn it. No. This was a study actually on public parks in Philadelphia. Oh. Uh, it found that the complexity of the park shape was positively associated with a lower risk of mortality. And they say that that might be because hmm. uh, the increased number of access points to the park. So like a, 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 sh- a park with like l- weird little knobs that jut off into neighborhood. Uh, not like you're making. Yeah, a- where are there knobs? That's what I was talking Bonnie's about. Bonnie's making a face that says, oh, sex stuff. All That's kind- what I was I talking mean, about. I mean, how can That's you not, not think weird little knobs is sexy? That's right. not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about weird non-sexual little knobs. No such thing. Everyone is bored now. <laughs> All right, I'll just move on. It might provide more access points to get people into the park. Access points. Oh, God. All right, we're going to move on. It's not sexual. <laughs> Question number five. Mm-hmm. What makes you immediately decide if someone is competent? Could you repeat could you repeat that? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm getting sorry, old. I will repeat it. Joseph has rung in. Uh, what makes you immediately decide if someone is more competent? Weird knobs. <laughs> Not what I'm looking for, but I'm giving you the points. <laughs> Uh, yeah, when you like within a moment, when you just look at someone, scientists have decided like you just glance at me within like a millisecond you decide how competent i am based on what 
Glasses, winking, smell of meth. Uh, <laughs> you're saying, you're looking at me while you're saying it. Oh, and oh, sorry. You started with a thing I have, which is glasses. <laughs> I meant generally. You moved on to winking, which I was not doing. And then you moved Internally, on to smell of meth, which I definitely do well, not no, have. I wasn't saying you in general. I was just looking at you telling the answer. It was aspirational. <laughs> <laughs> no. None of that. How? Oh, I'm so sorry. Posture. Ooh, it's a very Ooh, good one. guess and a Excellent. very serious guess, and it's wrong. Of a wiener. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, I'm sorry. Buzz it again, Hal. Buzz it again. I'm going to correct that. Buzz, buzz, buzz. Go ahead. Your buzzer. There you go. Oh. <laughs> he said wiener. <laughs> uh, no, as soon as you look at someone, scientists have determined that there is a thing that makes you say, like, that person's competent. Which is not necessarily accurate, but it's what yeah. people think. Correct. What do you got, James? Uh, neatness of hair. No, you're, you're really? close. But it's not All right, I'm close. Joseph. Uh, strong, even clavicle line. <laughs> <laughs> you said that like a serial killer. <laughs> I honestly think you've murdered people. So I'm giving you points. Oh, thank you. But it's not what I want. Okay. No, what I was looking for was your clothes. Oh, Literally oh. the shirt you're wearing and whether or not your shirt is perceived as rich. Not rich. Oh, oh I'm wearing a Not Today Satan shirt. Which it's should, great. should show that I'm competent in knowing It's great, things. but that's not a rich person shirt. Could what be. is a rich person shirt? God. Great question. Same as this, but it's $3,000. <laughs> Has holes. And an influencer is wearing it. Yeah. And a beauty blogger talks about it later. Right. They actually, they switched this up. They did so many tests in this because that's such a nebulous quality is rich. They did nine different tests all in this one study where they kept swapping what people were wearing. And, you know, at one point it was suits and things, you know, which you would naturally think, oh, that's a rich person thing. Yeah. And then they were like, let's get rid of suits. Let's just do all t-shirts. But some of them are like, like, you know, thicker t-shirts, you know, or just like nicer looking t-shirts. So it's like Elon Musk in a tuxedo shirt. I get, I don't know what. Sorry, I'm having saying. a moment. Shh. Okay, I'm done. You're, you're talking about those t-shirts that they sell at John Barbato's for $200. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, those. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Like, why is that a thing? I mean, didn't Macklemore rap about that like a decade ago? Should yeah. we be past this? <laughs> That's true. Remember? If Macklemore's rapped about it, it's done. We are done. past Macklemore. We're done. So we should be past this. <laughs> yeah. I, we're at... Post-Macklemore Yeah, we're post-Macklemore. Yeah. Yeah. And the t-shirt says, rich, with an arrow pointing up. <laughs> but you have to have the dollar sign somewhere yeah, yeah, on the yeah. shirt, too. That helps. And the crazy yeah. thing is, like, some of the tests, they just flash the faces at them at such a fast time period that it's hard to even know that they had seen a face. <gasps> but they still marked them the same way. Like, the richer, like, the more expensive the shirt the person was wearing, the more competent they were rated. So they do like a clockwork yeah. orange where they pry yeah. their eyes open yeah. and then just quickly yes. show them. Yes. That's yeah. exactly what happened. That's how I conduct yeah. all my experiments. Yeah, yeah that's, 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 that's modern day. Yeah, I mean, people. that's how I speed date. Yeah. Smart. Wow. yeah, thanks for the cursey laugh. Here we go. Last question of this round. <laughs> mm. Children are more likely to read books if what is in the room with them? Jess. An active volcano. <laughs> I mean, no, but... <laughs>
points. I can get your kids to read is all I'm saying. <laughs> That's or why else. all the kids are reading in Pompeii, right? Yeah. <laughs> they all were reading. <laughs> James. I have children, and I don't know the answer to this. <laughs> so I'm just going to wing it and say a parent. Hmm. Incorrect. I didn't think it was right. Ooh. Then maybe you shouldn't have said it. Oh. I'm just trying snap. to fill the space in the podcast. Oh but... That's fair. That's fair. Bonnie. Uh, someone dressed as a dinosaur. Or maybe an actual dinosaur. I don't know. It depends on your beliefs. No, no, no. Someone dressed as a dinosaur. Dinosaurs don't exist. Okay, I'm, I'm correct in thinking Ooh. that. Did you just say dinosaurs don't? Okay. Not anymore. No, you're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> Wait, they do exist? Wait, what? They did. <laughs> they're birds they're now. Birds. Spoiler, yeah. they all became birds. I thought they were lizards. No, birds. they're birds. Birdie lizards? Velociraptors are birds. Again. Lizards with feathers? James, do you have another in a way? Yes, food. Food. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, uh, no. How? The head of the last person who wouldn't read on a spike. <laughs> wow. That's, what you just said was better. better not be a bullshit answer like books. Yeah. <laughs> but by the way, what you just said, Hal, was still better than the last season of Game of Thrones. Oh. Does that hurt? Come on, we all agree with that, right? Head on a stick. I like that James has correctly identified that at some point I might just start doing, like, clever word puzzles. <laughs> a child it's called cannot a read. trick question in yeah. the business. Uh, no, uh, the correct answer, uh, dogs. Oh, yeah, always so, dogs. This is really adorable. This is a, it's a small study. It only involved it was less than one one guy and his daughter and his dog. <laughs> yeah, but also what, size n equals one. Yeah, but also what makes dogs read then? Oh, the is that dogs a aren't reading. Other dogs. The dogs aren't reading. Like oh. the dogs are just sitting there. We don't there. know. We, don't uh, know. we want know. you to think they're just it sitting there. Less than 20 kids, grades one through three, they were given reading tests, and then researchers gave each of them a story that was slightly harder than their reading tests indicated they would be able to comfortably read. Stephen King. And uh, yeah, it's all Stephen King. Yeah. Um, and then uh, they would either read uh, a, with no one in the room, or with a person in the room, or with a dog in the room. Oh. And the kids with the dog in the room read better and said that they were more comfortable reading and at the end of the reading they were given the choice to read another one and the kids reading to dogs were more likely to choose to read another one rather than in the experiment. This is how dogs Wait. are going to learn how to read. This is how this happens. So yeah. they're more likely to read to dogs or read when dogs are there? Both. Like wow. the, the dog is there and they're reading out loud. So they are in a way kind of reading to the dog. I think right. I know why this works. It's because if you if any of you own pets, you know that if you go to the bathroom, all the pets follow you. So yes. these kids are used to having someone watch them perform and it just makes it comfortable. Yeah. I like that you think of pooping and peeing as performing. <laughs> well, Hit you, the show pen and I begin mean, the performance. <laughs> you have to get well, those a young child using the toilet is performing and gets praise for it. Oh, all right. All right. You bring you the pets roses You have a daughter, them. clearly. As a professional parent. Yeah, <laughs> and when you get older and kinkier, it still happens. Oh. You, you have to bring your pets in so that the dog's barking can cover the sound of your explosive diarrhea. Thank you. <laughs> Very if important. they made toilets that just barked, we would save so much yeah, water. You bring them so in and much go, water. I, I think I heard somebody at the door. Didn't you hear somebody at the door, Sparky? Don't you want to bark right now? Oh. <laughs> it's like It's like blaming farts on dogs. 
It only works with is. the Shih Tzu. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Wow. You said terrible wordplay. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's take a look at our scores. Uh, oh, that's shit. the end of that round. It looks like Hal Luplin's in first place with yeah. 500 yeah. points. Oh. <laughs> and oh. Bonnie is in last place with negative 300. Oh. But... We've had games end where negative 300 was the best score. So, you know, anything can happen, you guys. Anything can yeah, happen. That's what they tell me during the SAT. Mm. Yeah. So I'm here. Right and now. here you are. And here I am. Ta-da. Uh, next round, the round is cats and dogs <gasps> and yeah. other animals. Yeah. Yay. Question number one. What makes someone more likely to be able to understand a dog's emotions? What makes you more likely to understand what a dog is feeling? I know Bonnie wants to say a sex thing. No, I'm done with sex things. I'm going to win this. Okay. Jess? I was just going to say if the person themselves is empathetic. Mm, Not what I'm looking for. Not what I'm looking for. Try to be serious. Very general. Sorry. general. Sorry. I was thinking the same thing. What was the question again? Empathy. What makes a person more likely to understand a dog's emotions? (laughs) Joseph? They have no empathy for humans. Mm. <laughs> but they fucking love dogs. <laughs> sociopathy. Yes. Yeah. yeah no. A dog friendly sociopath. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> uh, not what I'm looking for. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. No, uh, what I was looking for was someone who grew up in a culture that likes dogs. Oh. And this, the reason why this is interesting yeah, is because it, it holds yeah. true regardless of if the actual person has owned a dog or not. Uh, so, like, for instance, a person who has owned a dog in a majority Muslim area where dogs are generally kept outside mm-hmm. if they're owned and aren't considered necessarily a part of the family, they uh, understand dogs less than, like, a person who was maybe born in the United States, which fucking loves dogs, but never owned a dog themselves. They would still be able to look at a dog's face and accurately guess what their emotions are. Mm-hmm. So it's all about, like, your cultural upbringing, whether or not you get dogs. Yeah. Okay. So you're saying that Americans would love dogs more, which makes me think that my answer about sociopaths who love dogs is correct. (laughs) You know what? That's fair. All right. All right. Go ahead and buzz in. (laughs) There you go. All right. Americans Americans are sociopaths. Hey, America. America. Question number two. How do cats use their butts for communication? How? Winking when they back up in your face, so that like a like a Morse code is what you're referring to. Well, something like that. I'm sorry. What the fuck? You know, they back up, and then it's like. By the way, Rebecca, if you ever host an NPR game show, I'm sorry. What the fuck would be a great name for it? I want to walk on your chest for a little bit and say hi. I like just that. want to note for the audience at home, Hal was holding out his fingers as though it was a cat anus. <laughs> while he was... Hold on, I don't even know what to do. Man, I'm giving him points. Man. I'm giving him points. Go ahead, Bonnie. Go I ahead. just want points for not saying anything sexual during this whole conversation. Yeah, okay. All Thank right. you. <laughs> I was thinking. It. Wow. Uh, no. Using bacteria to make different smells... Um, there's a thing called the Kitty Biome Project, which has analyzed the, the microbiomes of cats. And they have compared those microbiomes to um, th- those bacteria found in the anal sacs of a Bengal cat. 
And they found that what was coming out of the anal sac was... <laughs> Say that a third time. I dare you. I double dare you. They speak English in anal sac? <laughs> None of this is making me regret going into rocks. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? We're just going to move on. Question number three. No, I was enjoying it. No, they rub their asses on shit, and the smells, the bacteria make smells, the smells tell them who's who, and that's what scientists are looking into. It's disgusting. Very good. Anal sack. Anal sack. (laughs) Bengal cat anal sack. Oh, it's killing me not to say anything sexual. Question number three. How are scientists catfishing fish? How are scientists currently catfishing fish, Jess? Aren't they making sounds like fish on a coral reef? Yep. They absolutely are. Oh. Well done. All right. I'm sorry. I was just so pleased that someone got the actual proper wow. or correct answer <laughs> to a question. Did you read about this? I did. Yes. And Do also you... I've done work with people who actually are doing this work. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Talk about it. Um, it's pretty great because coral reefs are dying because we're killing them because we're horrible and uh, we need them to live and they've gone and they've taken coral reefs that are dying and some that are already dead and then they've played sound recordings of healthy reefs at these damaged ones and it has attracted more juvenile fish and they're like maybe this could help us heal the reefs so yay except for like the, they get there and they're like there's nothing here <laughs> But they're it's juvenile like, fish. It's so like me when I like yeah. go home from college to my hometown, and I'm like, oh, there's nothing here. <laughs> but you need the bonnie fish to bring the poppers, and then you're all yeah. set. <laughs> and still, it's better than Nickelback. <laughs> Come on. Yes. How old are you guys? <laughs> Do you know what Nickelback is? Coldplay. I don't know who's the new Nickelback. Anyway, that's a different question. Are you just shouting <laughs> bands you don't like now? Is that where we are? Sorry. Jesus. Nicki Minaj. Christ. Okay. <laughs> You don't like Nikki? Shut yeah, up. Yeah, you shut your mouth. <laughs> my goodness. Wait. No, don't mind me anymore. <laughs> oh, Jesus oh, Christ. Rough. I'm going to have to Patreon points in a minute. Yeah, that's how it works. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Question number four. Why do octopuses of the same species look so different from each other to the point that scientists have mistaken them for different species in the past? Hmm. Why do some octopuses of, of the same species... They're, they're just real successful at being octopuses, so they have more variety in their evolution. Eh. Uh, no. <laughs> it sounded science. It sounded really I used did. science words. No, it really did. If you were like an evolutionary psychologist, you would have been published in four different <laughs> journals. But I'm going to need a bit more. Jeff. Um, I well, if you like science words, well, sexual dimorphism is sometimes more pronounced in successful species because something, something. I don't do biology. Wow, but that I is said sexual dimorphism. So that's something. That in and of itself is correct, but is not what I'm looking for in answer to this question. It was worth How? it. Some of them are wearing rich T-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> I do love an easy callback. <laughs> Uh, no, it's because they live at different depths. And, uh, yeah, so it's the exact same species. Scientists were like, this seems like a different species, but then they would test the DNA and it's like, oh, this is the same fucking octopus that we found over there, but it looks completely different. And it's 3% Genghis Khan. (laughs) (laughs) He did fuck a lot of octopuses. He He fucked them all. He He fucked fucked all of them. Yeah. Yep. 
Uh, this is a completely different looking squid-like creature with eight legs. Yeah. yeah. This other squid-like creature with eight legs. They're so different. You know, I... Uh, I call bullshit on this I study. I do, too. Yeah. I, I got a... My first tattoo was a, a sperm whale, and I told the tattoo artist, like, it needs to be really perfect because if there's anything anatomically wrong with it I'm going to hear about it from science nerds <laughs> so she did a lot of research she did a great job and that was three years ago we just met recently because I want to add a squid to it and I was like so I need this to again be anatomically correct but I've already done the research and I got nothing for you because they all look different like <laughs> like you could draw literally whatever you want they all fucking look different and and so the reason why these particular octopuses look different is because uh, the ones that are at lower depths, there's less food there, which makes them smaller. Uh, and, and then when the females uh, release their eggs, the eggs themselves are smaller, and then they hatch, and those are smaller. But they've also found that the ones at those lower depths are wartier, <laughs> and they do not know yet why they have more warts. <laughs> Go ahead, Bonnie. No. Go ahead. No. Let I want, loose. I want... What do you got? I want a point for not talking about genital warts. God damn it! I wanted that genital wart This feels like my joke. last doctor's visit. I wanted that genital wart joke, and you didn't deliver. Yeah. So. Pay $100. All, right. All I got from that is they're different sizes, but they still look like octopuses. They're different sizes, and they're wartier. They, Fine. So they're bumpier. <laughs> wow, they're so different. <laughs> Wow, James. I'm sure like some some fucking oceanographer out there is like, what's the difference between uh Bert Mustin, Bert Mustin and, uh, and Don Knotts. Yes, and Don Knotts, exactly. They can live at you know different what? levels. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, exactly. Burn. Yeah, burn. All right. <laughs> This is like when my millennial wife, sometimes the Steve Miller band will be playing. She'll go, what is this, Springsteen? I'll be like, what? How can you even? How dare she? should put a dollar in a jar every time something like that. You know what? She doesn't really do that. She'll be more like, is this Credence? Oh. That's right. That's no, fair. I love you. No, I think sorry I mentioned fair. that. I think that's fair. Oh, oh, you think that's fair? Okay, fair. I think that's fair. So that's my octopus. Creedence Clearwater Revival. Steve different. Miller Band is you your octopus. They're yeah. with this one's small that has warts. I think that's a that's T-shirt. Steve Miller. Yeah. I think that's a T-shirt right there. <laughs> Steve Miller octopus. John Fogarty <laughs> is tall and has no warts. If we were a more successful podcast, that would be a T-shirt. Yes, Bonnie. Warty Octopus is my fish cover band. Oh. Come on, come on. One point, one point. Oh, come on. Oh, no. Do you nope. guys even know who fish are? Oh, my God. How old am yeah. I? All right. <laughs> Question number five. God. Like Welcome to Mirror Gen Xers try to remember their lives. <laughs> oh, what era am I in? Why did NASA researchers put a pair of antennae on an elephant seal? <laughs> Joseph. <A> frat prank. <laughs> no, but I like the idea. Why did NASA researchers put a pair of antennae on an elephant seal? It was for an important purpose. Can I ask if they were functional or not? They, <laughs> yeah, no, they weren't just fucking around, Jess. Look, All right? science is weird, okay? Bonnie. I have a follow-up question. Okay. Was the seal in space or in water? Wouldn't you like to know? I mean, was it a Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy whale falling for no reason through space situation, or was there just SpongeBob needed better reception for his television? <laughs> More the latter than the former. <laughs> So there's a ladder involved. 
By the way, I just think you should get a point for a very charming G-rated joke. Yeah. That you just made. I get, yeah. I, uh, SpongeBob right. joke. Was a good right. Thank you. That was no. for the kids. <laughs> yeah. There, there, there is a, a a school field trip in the audience. That's like half our audience. A fish school. Yeah. A fish school. A school. Of I like fish. that. Yeah, that's good. Um, no, it was actually to study climate change. Oh, yeah. Your answer. Uh, particularly, yeah, I was gonna throw oh. it to the audience, and then I forgot because I'm drunk. <laughs> uh, particularly, they were looking at how heat moves through ocean currents in order to refine our current um, current. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I hate myself. Just, uh, just get through it. To refine our, our current climate models. Uh, we're just going to keep going. Um, so, uh, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. So how'd they keep the antenna on? Did they staple it to them? Did they strap it yeah, in? It they, yeah, it was staples. Like was... Indiana Jones hat style. Oh, no. I was thinking of Scrooged uh, when oh, yeah, they get the one. little... Your and, dog. Yeah. Yeah, 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 okay. No, yeah. not dog. It was a mouse. Yeah, festive. I would take points away because I'm. Well, a, no, they did it with the. Oh, wait, I'm very serious about my Christmas movies. Sorry, it was a mouse, and and then she said, "Don't you dare!" And he said, "I would never." It's uh, anyway. I, I remember um, that from Die Hard. They we used to, uh, we used to think uh, we uh, as though I'm a scientist. They used to think that um, uh, heat moved uh, through water in the opposite direction that it actually does. So attaching these antennae to the seal uh, made them realize that heat moves through swirling vortices of water. Um, So uh, they used to think that heat was transported from the surface down to the depths, but it turns out that it's, it's more of a cycle. Shut up, whatever. Does the seal still have the antenna? I need to know this. Yeah, yeah, they just let it go like yeah. that fucking Russian beluga whale that's just out there, like, chilling. Spying on everyone. Yeah. yeah. In the All shower. Right. Last question in this round. Mm. Like the dolphins with rifles? Yeah. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Not rifles, it's machine guns, right? I, I thought they had lasers. I don't know. Oh, it that was, was wait, that was That was Austin Powers. No, Never no, no, mind. but it yeah, was a real no, thing. You guys are just saying. No, it was a real thing. They weaponized dolphins. That no, was a thing. no one that. gave yeah. a dolphin Google a machine it. gun or a rifle. See, audience knows Chupacabra stuff. with a knife, if we're just saying animals <laughs> wait, with weapons. Wait, audience, uh, audience has something to say. No, because. Chewbacca with a turn. Yes, but they did not have fucking rifles. Machine gun, rifle, that harpoon. That requires fire. That requires tomato, fire under... tomato. No, no. You don't get away with that shit on this show. I, I'm sorry. It's Take just... that shit over to Geek and Sundry or whatever. Yeah, that's right. I'm that's not, right. I'm not part of Geek and Sundry. I'm throwing down. What are you a part of? You're a part of stuff. Name, no. a, name a thing. Pornhub. Take that shit over to Pornhub. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Please, because that is my one kink, and I can't find any <laughs> dolphins shooting rifles on yeah. Pornhub. Yeah. It's all like, oh, I'm, I'm I'm a dolphin with a rifle, but yeah. I'm your stepdaughter, and I'm yeah. like, no. I know. <laughs> I know. We need more dolphin harpoon sex. I'm like, porn. you ruined it. It's always like, about now. I can't get into it. I know. It's always now. A, I'm thinking you're my stepdaughter. It's always about Hinsha. It's never about dolphin God. porno. Did somebody order a dolphin with a rifle? <laughs> <laughs> and Vladimir Putin rides in on a bear or something. Oh, <laughs> I got your porpoise hole right here. Yeah. And it's like I'm your cousin. I'm like, no, God damn it. Okay, question number it took six. Took a weird turn. <laughs> Researchers at the University of New South Wales have invented the frog phone, 
What's the frog phone, Bonnie? It's this phone that actually has riveting back and forth so they can um, attract frogs. Oh, I read part of the story, but I got bored and didn't read the rest of the news article. Um, to attract frogs, to figure out when they're riveting in distress and also to help them. No, not even close. It was like you were so confident. I know. Or maybe it's just the top you're wearing. I think the problem was I I read the headline on Twitter and and responded without reading the article because that's how we read journalism now. Yeah. I'm part of the problem. I'm sorry. You are. Yeah. Any other guesses? What the frog? Oh, Jennifer. I actually just buzzed in. I know I've been very quiet. You have been. You forgot about me. But I actually do know this one. They actually use cell phones uh, and, and link them in together into networks so that they could actually monitor the habitats of different frogs. Oh, that is absolutely right. correct. Well done, Jennifer. Yay. So the legit science journalist answered that. <laughs> that was good. Yeah, I, it's, I actually read the paper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's cool, right? And does the paper hold up? Because I did not read the paper. I um, skimmed the paper. You know, I decided not to write about it because it seemed just, you know, it, it was fine. Yes, it held, it holds up, but it doesn't seem really significant enough to write up. Mm. Like, it wasn't going to be box office. I like the idea of the frog phone, but it wasn't as exciting in, in, uh, in execution as it was frog phone. It doesn't really, like, pay off for the headline. Right, frog phone. Right. You want to click on that, and right. then you're just going to be disappointed. I do think, though... Are you saying it wasn't riveting news? <laughs> I like that one. I liked it. Oh, yay! I hate to admit it, but I did like that. Thank you. Uh, it is... I do think it is kind of significant for researchers, though, because so it's a device. It's not just a cell phone. It's a device. Oh, they link set them up. together, right? It's, it's yeah, it's set up in a frog habitat where a researcher who studies a particular frog can call into this phone, and there's a high-end audio, so they can hear the frog calls. And that allows them to observe what frogs are in this habitat at this particular time without actually having to travel there to record that data. So they hear so the frog saying, the climate. yeah, the frog's like, my boyfriend's being an asshole. I'm going to go get a gram. No. So I'm done shitting in this frog's Barnes & Noble. <laughs> Meanwhile, the elephant seal is hearing the whole thing. <laughs> Can I, can I share a true frog story from life, Rebecca? Yes, you can. Uh, so for several years, my wife and I owned a home in South Minneapolis that was directly across from a pond uh, that frogs lived in. And I think it was every two years, the male frogs would try to get noticed for sex. And the way they would do this is to scream for two weeks. So it wouldn't be like, ribbit, ribbit, ribbit. You would just be, you'd go outside and you'd hear, <laughs> like frogs just screaming, who will fuck me? <laughs> For two weeks straight. So basically like the, the silence of the frogs. Oh, I love it. Oh. Big mood. Big mood. Big mood. Yeah. Big mood. Wow. Um, if only they took hoppers, they might have some sex. Mm-hmm. I'm Come giving on. you points for that. I well, like, a, I like a good frog wanting to have sex sound. <laughs> a well lonely done. frog. Desperate yeah. frogs are good. Yeah. 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 And, and somehow Joseph just nails it. Uh, that's the end of that round, actually. Let's take right. a look at our scores. Uh, it looks like Hal Lublin's still in first place with 700 Woo-hoo. points. Wow. And Bonnie is still bringing up the rear with negative 400. Oh. But it is still a very close game. Anyone could win this as we go into our final round. Mm. Uh, and our final round uh, is tonight um, the war on Christmas. So right. each of the following questions... 
does involve the war on Christmas in some way. Um, here we go. Question number one. Hmm. President Trump started the war on holidays early this year by claiming that liberals want to change the name of what holiday, Jennifer? Thanksgiving. Absolutely correct. Well done. Wait, what do we want to call it? Well, is it um, Thanksgiving? Hold on, that's actually the second question. Oh, oh, sorry. For a bonus point, what should liberals call Thanksgiving? James. Kill babies giving. <laughs> you know what? Absolutely correct. Thank Absolutely you. correct. Thank well done, James Irving. I'm holding that for the war on Arbor Day. I'm going to be all in on that. Yeah, yeah. They take the baby <laughs> and they execute the baby. <laughs> the beautiful baby. Like a turkey. <laughs> Keep going. Keep that's going. It. That's it. That was oh, my okay, first Mustang. All right, all right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you can applaud that. That's fine. <laughs> Poor man. Those babies had it coming. So, yeah, at a rally in Florida, uh, the president uh, reassured supporters he would not let the radical left change Thanksgiving's name. Um, <laughs> people have different ideas of why it shouldn't be called Thanksgiving. But everybody in this room, I know, loves the name Thanksgiving. We're not changing. So. <laughs> Go ahead, Bob. Well, it has a better ring to it than, oh, it has a better ring to it than, here, take the smallpox blanket. <laughs> yeah. It's for the Native Americans. No, that's, know history. We all get it. We okay. all get it. But we Was it syphilis, maybe we don't reward pandering here. Panting. Pant. <laughs> yes, Bonnie. We don't reward panting. <laughs> We're just gonna move. I'm on. I'm gonna lose so bad. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Question number three. Former Governor Scott Walker recently stoked controversy with what emoji? <laughs> Jess. Eggplant. <laughs> I mean, no, but I'm giving you points. <laughs> Bonnie. Is it the fart poof? The fart poof? <laughs> it could also be gas. It could also be an upside down cloud. No, but I'm feeling generous. So I'm giving you points. Thanks. Uh, Merry no. Christmas. And remember, this is in the war on Christmas category, if that helps you, James. Uh, a menorah. Is there a menorah? There yeah, is, there is a purple is. one. Is there? Uh-huh, some purple, Wait, the purple box with a menorah. Oh, oh, no. Okay. No. Okay. <laughs> Joseph. Weeping kitty. It's a real emoji. It is. I mean... It's a real sad conversation me, when you have to use it, it but it's there. It took me a... <laughs> <laughs> Here's my problem. It took me a minute and I was like, oh, he means like it's a cat and it's crying. When you say weeping kitty, that that fucking be... sounds like something you need to take to your yeah. doctor. Yeah, that's what wow. we call What? Bit. That could come across yeah. as something yeah. else. I yeah. never considered that in yeah. 20 it's ca- years. It's of called coffee. making it's called making bread. All right, so I'm giving, I'm giving you points. We but kitty is we're all in this shitter trap door now. <laughs> <laughs> Move faster, Viscosity. There's no getting out, yeah. No, I'm so sorry. I was looking for Christmas tree. What? Oh. Christmas tree. Oh, wait, I'm, I'm active right now. Is it Christmas tree? So why was it controversial? Oh, you got me. You got me. You, you gamed the system, Hal Loveland. Wow. Well done. Well done. That's how you win. <laughs> it's the only way I can do it. Oh. Yeah, he, um, he tweeted a picture of a Christmas tree and wrote, this is a Christmas tree that is used by people celebrating Christmas. And then he put the Christmas tree emoji. This is not a holiday tree. And then he followed that up with, type this word on your iPhone and look what emoji comes up. Christmas. And and then Christmas tree. And then emoji. eggplant, eggplant, peach, 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 <laughs> right. pink cat, eggplant. Now, yeah. if 
if memory serves, I, it may have been him, but it may have been someone else. But I believe he then did a follow-up tweet where he did tweet uh, a menorah and kind of did the same rhetoric. He said, this is not a holiday candle. He oh, I trying, didn't even see that. He was that. trying did to be inclusive right. in his war right. on Christmas. He's right. So uh, uh, do I get half a point for that? Yeah, because I didn't know All that. All right, thank yeah, you. Well done. Yeah, yeah, well done. The audience did back you up. So Wait, what did he do? Also, I'm giving the audience a point. What did he do? Yeah. You guys are back up to zero. What did Good he job. do for Kwanzaa? Mm, we're waiting on that. Um, Probably something he, no, extremely he racist. He wouldn't take a stand But, but you know, the Christmas yeah. tree photo was like a stock photo from some catalog thing. So he, was, yeah, he didn't even take a picture of his own Christmas tree because oh. it's Scott Walker. Yeah, yeah. Skywalker. <laughs> he wishes. He doesn't worst. deserve that name. <laughs> Question number four. Starbucks has officially surrendered in the war on Christmas, <laughs> making their slogan this year simply, Merry what? Joseph. Pumpkin spice. <laughs> no, but I'm giving you the points. Hal. Fuck, kill, Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa. <laughs> that would be fucking amazing, but no. <laughs> the audience is like raising their hands. Okay, they know. Uh, Christmas. Merry Christmas. No. So sorry, audience. <gasps> and? It is, in fact, Mary Coffee. Well done, audience. Good job, guys. Give yourselves a round of applause. I must say, I suspected that, uh, but when you used the word surrendered, I thought that they gave yeah. in to the idea that they're anti-Christmas. So oh, no, they Christmas. surrendered in a much sadder way. Just like, I don't know, Mary Coffee? Like, as I used to work as a copywriter, and when I saw that, I, I saw... Uh, someone giving up on life. <laughs> yes. Like, I saw someone who had had several things rejected, and then they just wrote down Mary Coffee. That, yeah, then... that reminds me of the exchange in The Producers, where the guy just rhymes <laughs> yes. something, and he says, pardon the pun. And then Gene Wilder says, what pun? Yes. It's kind of Mary, what pun? Exactly. It's just there. <laughs> wow. Um, all right, we're running out of time, so let's, uh, last question here. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Is this for everything? Like, this can we just for, this clear is... the board and whoever wins this question wins? Sure. No. <laughs> oh, man. What? What is uh, the only state in the United States that has actually banned Christmas? And for what reason? Bonnie. Uh, Rhode Island. And for what reason? Um, coffee. <laughs> No, that was a really lazy callback, and I'm insulted. I know, but was you Rhode just, Island, right? You just said the word we said before. I know. I thought I was going to say penis, but you said no more sex and stuff. So I've never said no. Oh, okay. I would never say no more sex stuff. But no, Rhode Island is also incorrect. Oh. Yeah. Any other guesses? What state is the only state that has actually banned Christmas, and for what reason? And maybe for a hint, it happened in 1659. Yes. I don't what? know if yeah, that it's helps a pilgrim. You. It's a pilgrim thing. Does oh, that help you? Oh, that's not... Jess, I'm just going to go and lose all my points and say Virginia, because they're Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. Incorrect. I do like some Virginia hate. But... I mean, I, I used to live there, so. Mm. <laughs> James. I have no idea. I'll say Massachusetts and some bullshit pilgrim thing. Absolutely correct. Well done. Some bullshit pilgrim thing is exactly what I wrote down, actually. Uh <laughs> It's true. No, they thought that Christmas was becoming a pagan holiday that yeah. 
that forgot that Jesus was the reason for the season. <laughs> it started as a pagan holiday. Yeah, and they were like, oh, no more of this. And I love that these days now all of the conservative Christians are like, no, we must do Christmas. And yeah, back then they were like, no, Christmas is for heathens, druids. By the way, can I tell a really quick war and Christmas story? Yes. I'll try to make it really fast. You have three minutes. Okay, I can do that. In the early 90s, I attempted in New York for a lady who proved to be crazy. She appeared to be kind of a schizophrenic. She would come in and tell us stories. One day she was late. She said, someone tried to kidnap me. And then she never paid me for my last week of work, and she clearly had some mental issues. Anyway, time went by. I never got my money for that week. And now and then, then the internet became a thing, and I would Google her name then. She had a unique name. Nothing ever came up. I even took her to small claims court at the time, but uh, anyway, time goes by. I don't expect to get it back. I'm just curious whatever happened to her. And then eventually, after a couple decades of Googling her name, I find a transcript of an episode of the Bill O'Reilly show where she was a guest talking about how she had put up a manger in a town square in Florida where she lived, and that city said, you need a permit to put something up publicly, and he had her on as indicative of the war on Christmas, this nice lady who tried to build a major. And I was like, that's that crazy lady who didn't pay me and said she was kidnapped. Of course she's, uh, she's on Bill O'Reilly. Thank you. That's the story. That's- <laughs> so she was nuts. And you know what? That is absolutely correct. Well done, James Thank you, yeah. And she, she wanted to be a victim when she was my boss. She was like, I've been kidnapped because she wanted sympathy. And that's like, she I kidnapped? can't put up a picture of Was she of kidnapped Christ? or just tried to be kidnapped? Because it's the worst kidnapping if she just came to work. Yeah, well, no, it didn't work out. Oh, okay. Oh. She said, I was walking my dog and someone tried to kidnap me. She just fails a lot. Yeah. She, yeah. she needed Commit some help. And I hope she, frankly, I hope she's gotten it. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> uh, great. Well, that's the end of our game. Let's check out our scores. It looks like Hal Lublin's our winner with 900 Yay! points. Very good. Joseph Scrimshaw's in second place with 500. Nice. James Urbaniak with 300. Tied with Jennifer Willette at 300. Nice. Not bad. Nice. Uh, the audience, you guys have 100 points. Wow, the audience. Not bad. Jess, a very respectable zero points to you. It's balanced. What? For your first game, like, <laughs> excellent job. And Bonnie Burton is is um, not too far behind with negative 500 points. Wow. If you're going to suck, be really good at sucking. And, and wow. you are. Think that's from Pornhub. <laughs> that's like tiny octopus territory down there. <laughs> Say hello to those tiny octopus. Await my manga anime <laughs> podcast on that. Real quick, let's just go down the line and please tell the folks both here and at home listening on the podcast where they can find you or just, you know, get you got another 10 seconds to plug whatever you're doing. Bonnie? Okay. Uh, I My name is Bonnie Burton. I write for CNET.com. Don't hold that against them. And I'm on social media a lot. And then I'm on a lot of people's podcasts. Well, what's your social media name? Oh, Bonnie Girl. There so you go. Bonnie G-R-R-L. That's what we're looking and, for. And uh, yeah, and also I'm available for all, po- all podcasts. Bonnie Burton, everyone. That sounded desperate. Hal. Uh, You can find me all over social media at Hal Lublin, H-A-L-L-U-B-L-I-N, including Cameo, where I'm still waiting for my Mark McGrath opportunity to do a long-distance breakup (laughs) to somebody working on their thesis. Yes. Hal Lublin, everyone. Yay. Jess. Uh, I'm Jess Phoenix. Sometimes you can see me on Discovery or Science channels. Uh, social media, I rant a lot about politics and science. Uh, Jess Phoenix 2018, because they don't let you change your Twitter handle. Uh, everywhere else, Volcano Jess or Jess Phoenix. And I host the, po- the brand new podcast, Catastrophe. So Yay. check that out. 
Jess Phoenix, thank you so much. Uh, at, at James Urbaniak. Uh, 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 the, the, the scripted podcast, the flagship, flagship episode is called I Will Never Lie to You, and I think that'll be the name of the series. It'll be on Starburns Network in early 2020. And the Venture Brothers keeps plugging along in Adult Swim. Yeah. Uh, uh, new season in the works, believe it or not. James Urbaniak, everyone. Yay. Jennifer. Uh, Jennifer Ouellette. You can find me at Ars Technica and on Twitter at Jean-Luc Picant. It's J-E-N-L-U-C Picant. Um, I don't actually have a podcast. I feel kind of left out. But what? my, but my husband does. It's called Mindscape. He's a theoretical physicist named Sean Carroll, and you should check it out. He's all right. Yay. Jennifer Ouellette, everyone. Yay. And Joseph. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. is at Joseph Scrimshaw. You can go to my website, josephscrimshaw.com, for links to podcasts and comedy albums and stuff like that. And I only trust people if they have nice, even clavicles. <laughs> Joseph Scrimshaw. And I'm Rebecca Watson. You can find more at Rebecca Watson or at Quizotron. This episode will be going up uh, sometime this week. You can listen to it then. Uh, Thank you so much to uh, Dynasty Typewriter for having us here and to our wonderful audience and to my wonderful panel of guests. Thank you so much, Los Angeles. Good night. (laughs)